Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special edition of An Ingenious Mini. I am very pleased to be joined today by Dr. Lauren Way, who directs the Bay Path University Master of Science in Higher Education Administration Program, along with student success and enrollment expert, Dr. Tim Culver. Dr. Culver currently serves as Executive Vice President at Mojave Community College, as well as Senior Associate Consultant at Ruffalo Noel Levitz. Tim has particular expertise in retention management, and we are delighted that he will be leading our upcoming Leading Edge Thinking in Higher Education webinar on this topic. For now, I want to welcome Lauren and Tim to the Ingenious U community and invite Lauren to share the hosting role as we hear from Tim about what's new in retention planning, as well as what attendees can expect to hear and learn at his upcoming webinar. Uh, this is Lauren Way here at Baypath, and hello, Tim. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be able to uh, share some retention management strategies and get ready to have the webinar in a month or so. So thank excellent. you. Excellent. Well, you know, when you've presented on retention issues in the past, you've always been a favorite of our audiences. And I have to think that this is due to your expertise um, and ongoing work as senior consultants at Ruffalo No Levitz. Um, I understand that you've advised more than 50 colleges and university campuses across the country in order to strengthen their retention initiatives uh, and help them with better planning. Could you tell us a bit more about your background and your work with enrollment management and college student retention? Yes, of course. You know, I started working in the area of student success nearly 35 years ago. I, I just recalled my first um, job as a student employee at the college that I was attending, attending was to tutor profoundly deaf students in math and accounting. And, and that really is the experience that, uh, as, as one might say, hooked me in the field of student success. And I've never stopped learning and growing since that very time in 1979. I'm, I'm reflecting here a little bit. So I, um, I, it, for me, it was all about helping the students that I was tutoring to become more successful, uh, retain and graduate in their programs that, that they were pursuing. So since that time, as, as many of you might know, um, I worked at an institution for 15 years. I've worked with, for RNL for nearly 20 years. And now in my um, uh, current capacity as executive vice president at Mojave Community College in Arizona, I continue to work in the student success area. I continue to work in the enrollment management area. I continue to work in building institutional research capacity because as we all know, we need to have the data in order to inform the good work that we're all doing in retention, student success, and enrollment management. That's right. The data is key. And I think I think that variety of institutions you've worked at, two-year, four-year, um, you know, consulting with so many types, uh, special mission types, I think that's really added depth to that to that expertise. I'm, I'm curious, um, in your experience, what would you say are the most significant enrollment and retention issues and challenges that are facing college and colleges and universities right now? I, I believe as in most colleges, I think are experiencing this, whether you're a two year, four year public, private, 
I think we're all experiencing what are we going to do about the continuing demographic changes? How will we be prepared to serve our students of the future? And our students are coming to us less prepared. Uh, many first generation students. Uh, um, we, we have issues with being able to really um, practice what we preach. And, and I heard this other day in a conversation I was having with some colleagues at Mojave, um, the, we, were, we were reconciling, are we really prepared to do what we think we need to do in order to serve the future students that are coming our way? Um, other issues that are very, very prevalent these days are the mental health issues. How do we serve our students with mental health and psychosocial issues that they're coming with us? I don't think we were prepared for that. And, and many of us are, are dealing with that and trying to do the best that we can, and, but it's still an issue. And thirdly, I think, which is very, very, very prevalent these days, is the, the issue of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And this is so very important when we think about student success and how we are managing um, our offerings with respect to our students and being sure that we're not othering and, and making sure that we are um, serving our students the, the best way we can, whether that's uh, racial diversity or economic diversity or learning diversity um, and other kinds of inclusivity issues that we need to be aware of. And so I would say those are the three big issues that come to top of mind for me. And they really impact all areas, but especially I think, um, you know, retention issues. I think diversity, equity, and inclusion is really uh, driving some of the biggest changes that we need to make um, in terms of, you know, our retention issues um, and enrollment management. You know, as the director of the Masters of Enrollment Management degree program here in our higher education department at Baypath, I do hear a lot about these exact issues and challenges from our current students working in the field. And quite a bit of their research um, is, is geared around these areas. So, so thank you for that. Um, we're, we're curious, we know we've got this upcoming webinar that's going to be uh, really delving into this, but what would you say in general are one or two innovative ideas for improving retention that are within reach for most institutions today? You know, I, I have been playing with this theoretical perspective for the past few years of re-enrollment management. We, most of us uh, in, in higher education enrollment management functions, we do a really good job of moving the student from, uh, from, a, from a search to an inquiry, to an applicant, to an admit, to an enrollee. We do that really well. One of the theoretical frameworks that I've been playing with is how do we continue that paradigm and, and implement re-enrollment management strategies? And so one of the things I always say is none of us get up in the morning to do retention. None of us get up in the morning and say, well, I'm going to go do some retention today, right? Retention is an outcome of what we do. Retention is an outcome of student success strategies, and it's also an outcome of re-enrollment strategies. And so how are we knocking down the barriers to re-enrollment that we might be unintentionally putting up to students and their families? And so I really like to think about as the student transitions, especially during that critical first year, 
as the student transitions, what are the re-enrollment barriers that we have erected unintentionally or intentionally, and how can we deal with those uh, enrollment, re-enrollment barriers? Uh, another idea which, you know, has been around a few years, but it's really becoming more prevalent in the two-year sector, and it's guided pathways. You know, we, we, we have this, uh, and a lot of work's been done by the Community College Research Center, and a lot of other schools have been implementing guided pathways, but I also think guided pathways has some application to our four-year schools. And so it's mostly used in two-year schools. I haven't heard a lot about it in four-year schools, but making sure we have established the, the pathways, we've clarified the pathways, we've made it easier, easy to enter those academic and co-curricular pathways, and we've assessed the learning outcomes that happen in those pathways. I'm wondering if the idea of academic major is too uh, broad for many of our students, and if they can enter a STEM pathway, for instance, and then decide on a major after they've been in the pathway, that might be a better way to go. So I'm really interested in pathways management uh, as applied um, in both the two-year sector and the four-year sector. Mm, that's excellent. I can see why you're a very popular consultant around the country uh, for, for moving these trends into, into, new, into new types of institutions. You know, BayPath actually uh, is, in the last few years, Guided Pathways has been a major focus of our undergraduate curriculum as a four-year university uh, for undergraduate women. So I loved hearing you talk about that. Um, before we go, Tim, uh, could you give us just a, sort of a high-level overview of what attendees can expect to take away from your upcoming webinar session with us that will be in February this year? Absolutely. Be happy to. One of the things that I am always aware of, and I mentioned it earlier, is what are the data we need to inform our practice, right? I, I used to say years ago, and, and a very wise person helped me rethink this, that data drive our strategies. And, and now I've rethought that for the past 10 or 15 years. Mm -hmm. The data don't drive, data inform, and uh, we're the ones that have to drive. And so um, I'm gonna be talking about pre-enrollment data and post-enrollment data, which might help to inform our student success and re-enrollment management strategies that we really need to focus on primarily during the first year, but they're also applicable to subsequent years of the student life cycle. So pre-enrollment data, post-enrollment data, which inform the strategies that we need to make sure we're thinking about in our retention management plan. So I think that's a high level view of what we'll talk about. Perfect, and I'm really looking forward to um, going more in depth into these areas. Um, I will turn this back over to Melissa Morris Olson, um, who will close out our podcast. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, Lauren and Tim, thank you so much to both of you for your presence and your wonderful insights on this episode of An Ingenious Mini. Um, retention and student success are indeed such critical concerns these days for nearly all of higher ed. I was so glad to hear you talk about the Guided Pathways approach. As Lauren mentioned, we have embarked upon uh, that uh, thanks to a Title III grant that the institution received. And I actually agree with you that this is the new frontier 
uh, I think really for many four-year schools. So I'm, I was very excited to hear you mention that. Um, Tim, we so look forward to hearing more from you at your upcoming webinar. I can tell from what you have shared today that we are all in for a, a rich time of learning with lots of really, really good takeaways. So for our listeners, the webinar is on February 24th from 12 o'clock noon to one o'clock Eastern time to register. We have included a link in the show notes for this episode and to learn more about other programs sponsored by CHELUP, which stands for the Center for Higher Ed Leadership and Innovative Practice. Be sure to check out our website at baypath.edu slash CHELUP. Again, my thanks to Lauren and Tim for your presence today. And thank you to everyone for listening and be well.